along. Yes, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And this is Two Sober Chicks. Back together again. On Zoom. So you may notice that uh, in our recording quality and we may cancel each other out if we talk at the same time, but we'll keep that in mind. Yes. I actually have a neat story before we get started on this very exciting series that we're starting together, which we'll tell you about. So Lisa knows this. My husband is in the music industry and it is touring season right now. And he's toured with a couple of acts. And this last act, they actually went and did a private party recently. And they went, get this, to the house with the guy that has the original manuscript of the big book. And in this band, there is a guy that's in recovery and he got to go look at it with his own eyes. And he was very, my husband said he was very emotional just Mm -hmm. looking at this book and being in its presence. And I was like, we learned about that at Dr. Bob's house. That's the guy. Like, what's his name? He paid this much for it. It's supposed to be under glass. Like, it's obviously a, a very rich man and he collects a lot of different things. But I was like, oh my God, how cool is that? Yeah, it was like over a million, right? I think it was over two or, or it was two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of lost on Zach. Like he could understand why someone would be emotional. But at the same time, he was like, sort of interesting to see someone get that way but you you have to be in the know to know right yeah. like one of my sponsees just went to dr bob's house and she's like it was really emotional i think it was last month and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. I, the first time i went i could barely even speak and when the guy at the front door stuck out his just took <laughs> it's early guys yeah. what am i trying to say put took out it. his hand put out his hand yeah took out his dick whoops no sorry wrong podcast <laughs> that would be very emotional <laughs> um put out his hand stuck out his hand that's what i'm trying to say and said welcome home like i, I can barely speak <laughs> i'm going to say just you know flashbacks of when you were drinking when guys whipped out their dick and said welcome home baby yeah wrong wrong life experience wrong life yes uh, a very emotional experience yeah i i cried uh years mm. you know when we walked up those steps and you'd been there before so you knew what was coming mm-hmm. you little sneak Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. It's overwhelming and emotional. And the guy who bought the manuscript, he's not even a guy in recovery, is he? I don't know. I asked my husband that question and I'm like, I don't know if he is or he isn't, but I don't think he is. But he's a collector, so he may not be in recovery. He may just like to collect things and has the money to do it. It was a big deal because AA was trying to buy it and they don't have that kind of money. No. I'm my my hope. Uh, and I will pray for this. My prayer is that one day, maybe it be posthumously, that he gives it back to AA, that he donates it well, back. Maybe we can do like a Mission Impossible uh, special ops and go get it. Now it that I know say, where it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, we've just uh, told the world. So <laughs> it's an anonymous program. They can't say anything. Yeah, Anybody that's... that hears this. <laughs> well, that is a very apropos uh, segue into the introduction of our next series. Do you want to tell everyone, everyone what we're going to do? Well, um, you might put it more eloquently, but basically we're going to take you through the big book. 
um, page by page, line by line, just like we do with our sponsees when we sit down with a, whether you call it a, oh my God, I've been getting into this discussion lately. Oh God. <laughs> Sponsee. Please don't tell me it's now this like sensitivity again around like uh, now we're afraid to even say words because of, <laughs> but if they're the wrong words and they won't be interpreted right and it's not inclusive enough. Might be triggering. Are you going to tell me that we're not allowed to call people sponsees anymore? No, but have you ever had that discussion with a newcomer or, you know, just somebody opinionated who's maybe been around for a long time and they say, well, nowhere in the big book does it say we're sponsors and sponsees. No, dumbass, but it does talk about, <laughs> it talks about one alcoholic talking to another. It talks about the word prospect. I believe on page 96 in the big book, it mentions the prospect that you're working with. And sponsor was just another word that they came up with later after the book was written to talk about this relationship between one alcoholic sharing their experience, strength and hope with another alcoholic. And why are we even having this fucking debate? It's like that stupid excuse that men give to women that they're flirting with or dating when they're married. And they're like, well, I didn't say I was single. Well, it's implied. There's explicit and there's implicit. It is implicitly applied that if you're dating, you're not single. And it is implicitly applied that if you are one alcoholic who is new, working with another alcoholic who has got the program, you are a sponsee and they are your sponsor. Yes. Okay, boys and girls. <laughs> or as the old timers, uh, was it? Is it Joe and Charlie who call them sponsorees? I always thought that was kind of cute. Sponsoree, like a jamboree. A oh, that's cute. A sponsor and a sponsoree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the really old school way is prospect. Uh, working with a prospect. Um, but anyway, it doesn't really matter what you fucking call yourself. Yeah, keep coming back. If that's <laughs> the conversation you're having, you have keep not resigned from the debating committee, as it points out in the big book around step three. And uh, just keep coming back. Yeah. Chum. You're, you're definitely an alcoholic. You're in the right place. You have to debate that. So, yes. So we are excited to be on this journey. It is going to be a series because we couldn't do it all in one podcast. I guess we could. You could pause and listen along the way, but we're going to break it down into different parts. So this is part one of Julie and Lisa taking you through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So you can either just listen or you can grab your big book and follow along. Um, okay. So I just opened the cover of my big book and I have in it, the first thing I have is the okay, set wait. aside prayer. Oh, what? Oh, I was just going to say prayer. No, I was just going to say they should get a pen and a highlighter oh. because you and I might have different things written down. Of course. That's going to be good for them if they want to, you know, take some notes or highlight some things. Cause that's what I do with all my sponsees, highlight certain things and then write things uh, that are personal to you that make it relatable, the program. Okay, so yeah. go ahead. You start with the set-aside prayer. Okay, it says prayer underlined. God, please enable me to set aside everything I think I know for an open mind and a new experience. Help me see the truth about. And then I just have general <laughs> info. I'm not really sure what that means. Then I have general info, this book, the meetings, the 12 steps and my disease. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Help me see the truth about this book, the meetings, the 12 steps and my disease. And then it breaks down steps one, two, three, but 
I think we're getting ahead of ourselves there. Mm -hmm. And then I have like my old last married name in there and the date that I got my big book, which was 2011. I highly recommend putting the date and uh, it continues on until the front, the, the face page where it just says Alcoholics Anonymous. And I have all kinds of notes, but to streamline it, um, I have acronyms for like sober, stop, observe, breathe, evaluate, react for ego, edging God out. I have phone numbers. I have people's little information. I have a picture of the service recovery and unity. Like this book is mashed up. Like, as some of you know, um, I married an American and came down here to Tennessee, and I don't have any of my things because apparently you're not allowed to bring anything. So I have everything I've ever owned in a storage facility in Burlington waiting to come down here. But Mm. in my luggage, in very precious space, one of the things I brought was my big book because I am terrified to lose this because of all of the wisdom and gold and gems and my whole rec- it's a whole my whole recovery in on paper in tangible form so thank god for this book Can anyways you repeat sober again because i don't have that acronym written down oh so put it in my book okay S- it's stop observe breathe evaluate react i for me i would i would prefer respond but i don't ever remember writing this so we know what we mean. I'm going to put respond in mine. Yeah. Uh, and here's why. Because as an alcoholic, active in my alcoholism, I reacted. Absolutely. To everything. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to be reactive. Right. And it was usually a bad reaction. I reacted badly. So today, because of things like stop, observe, breathe, pray, <laughs> evaluate, I respond to things. And not always in the same minute, hour, or day, which yeah. is another thing that we've learned. Um, pause, pray, and then proceed. We've learned things like restraint of pen and tongue mm-hmm. are very helpful. So those things help keep me from reacting. Not always, but most of the time today. Yeah. Because I have uh, developed that um, intuitive behavior of understanding not to react crazily. Yeah. And look, we're always going to have a reaction. Doesn't mean we need to react. I was speaking with a sponsee yesterday who had a very disappointing conversation with her son, um, who is very inconsiderate of her, uh, and himself is an addict. So he's arrested development at like 17. So even though he's like 10 years older than that, he's basically a 17 year old. And, uh, she had a reaction of disappointment and hurt, but she didn't react. She just said, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. And we'll talk about this another time. And then had an opportunity to call me to pray on it and to tell uh, her boyfriend who was with her at the time, you know, it is not my responsibility to fix this. I pray to God, God gives me the opportunity. And when he gives me the opportunity, I take his hand and I move forward in it. And I was like, why are you calling me? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's better than I probably would have told you. Did you ask her to sponsor you in that moment? <laughs> it's nice when that happens. Yeah. I feel that way with, um, you know, sponsees as we've developed our relationship and grown together over time. There are times when I've reached out to a sponsee that, you know, basically 
couldn't do anything uh, in early sobriety. And now we are a connection. And it's mm. someone who I can connect with uh, on an equal footing and reach out to for guidance myself. And I love doing that when I can't reach my sponsor, um, calling other sober supports in the yeah. program. That's beautiful. What a great um, thing that she said and discovery. Yeah. I like that. God will hold her hand through it and present mm -hmm. the opportunity, just like um, in step nine, when it talks about wherever possible, right? Not whenever. It's not on our timeline when we mm. get to make these amends. It's wherever God presents the opportunity, you know. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you have? Do you have anything in those first few pages? So thank you for that because I did not have sober, stop, observe, breathe, evaluate, react, or respond. Um, I did have now my my book got dropped once and the first page got torn out, which is the first page is completely <laughs> blank. <laughs> I had written on there because I was told to write it by a sponsor on this page represents everything you know about alcoholism. Oh, I like that. Nothing. It's blank, right? Mm -hmm. In other words, it was a reminder that I'm a blank page. So don't come in here telling people how to change the program and how to improve on it and go to business meetings and tell everyone all the things you think are wrong with the group and the meeting and mm -hmm. the big book because I did all those things. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a reminder, hey, this is you. So and it's a great ego reducer to be told that everything you know about alcoholism is on that first blank page, which is true. So that was one thing. Um, I also have a date November 7th, 2005. Wow. That was when I first came to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And this book was a gift from my first sponsor, Roy, and his uh, girlfriend at the time, who was also in AA. Um, and she appointed herself my co-sponsor because she was old school, men with men, women with women. And I'm like, but I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Where do I fit in? Mm -hmm. But she, uh, you know, I say made me. Um, I was scared of her. She uh, asked me, invited me to her big book study, which was on Sundays. And I went every Sunday um, and I would go with four other girls and we would sit down at her kitchen table with our highlighters and our pens Aww. and we would go through it line by line. And, you know, for years, I'd forgotten all about that. And recently, mm. um, because of the group big book study that I'm doing with my sponsees, <clears throat> excuse me, it reminded me of that. It took me back to that time. Mm. So I have their names in here. I have her phone number, her home phone number in my book. Um, I have fear, false expectations appearing real. Written mm -hmm. and highlighted. Can you hear that noise in the background? I can't. Okay. Who knows what this is going to sound like once <laughs> you post it. It's uh, they're vacuuming in the hallway. So is that oh. Chinese man in your condo again? Oh <laughs> I was telling Julie, someone hijacked my LG sound bar. And so for the last few days, I've been waking up to an Asian gentleman who's, you know, having a conversation in another language that I don't understand at a very loud volume. I thought he was actually in my living room, but it wasn't true. They just hijacked my uh, Bluetooth soundbar. So um, what else do I have? Um, they put in here for me, I didn't write this, but it was written in and given to me in this way. Trust God, clean house, help others. Hmm. And I didn't even pay attention to that. I didn't know what it meant. I just mm. thought, oh, they're so religious. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the next line they put was, God is with me. God is helping me. God Aww. is guiding me. 
My response truly was, that's bullshit. (laughs) And I turned the page. But now, uh, especially because both of these people are now deceased, it's one of my favorite and treasured pages because this was the beginning of my journey. Um, It's a reminder that all those things that I fought against are now the things that I rely upon today. Mm. Like trust God, clean house, help others. I had no faith. I had no trust in a higher power. Um, I certainly did not want to clean my own house or my side of the street because I thought the problem was your side of the street Mm -hmm. and your house and help others. God damn it. Don't you know that's why I'm here? I'm here to get help from me. What about me? That was what I was always saying. What about me? Mm -hmm. And now it's, I think that's the main focus of my life today is helping other people. So I would agree with that. It's a great reminder of um, great changes Mm. in my life. I also have a series of um, dates crossed out. Um, November 7th, 2005. That was my first sober date. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did not last because I picked up a drink. And then May 2-4, 2010 was my second sober date. And actually, I haven't had a drink since that day. Uh, But then I picked up drugs, an easier, softer way. So I decided I should change my date because it's an honest program. And I wanted a clean and sober life. So January 1st, 2014 is the third date I have in here that's not crossed out. Hopefully never will be. And um, I have emotional, physical, and spiritual uh, as uh, my bottoms. Uh, The first time I came in, it was an emotional bottom. The second time, uh, it was a physical bottom because Mm. I had really realized that um, I could not control my alcoholism. I think that's when I really surrendered to alcoholism. And then the third time was a spiritual bottom which led to my spiritual awakening because I was still looking for another way that wasn't Mm. God and it was in you know going outside for a year and doing drugs that I realized there had to be a different way and it had to be spiritual and that brought me back to the program and uh my old temporary sponsor Luke so that's what I have on my first page I just saw my dates in a midst in the midst of all these notes and June 1st 2011 it says first time beside it hadn't crossed it out. And then underneath that, it says October 22nd, 2013, last time. That's not meaning like the last time I got sober. It means the last time. (laughs) Right. Period. Period. No option. No. I want to say that too, but then I, I'm cautioned against having that, um, I don't know, cockiness or self-assurance. Yeah. But I get it. I feel that that was my last time too. January 1st, never again, never doing drugs, never drinking again. I feel like that obsession has totally been removed mm-hmm. from me. Um, I recoil from those things as if a hot flame now, just like it says it would happen in the big book. That yeah. Happened. So yeah, I hear you. The What's sentiment up? for that isn't like, I'll never drink again. It's like, I am not doing that again. So right. I am standing in faith that is my last time. I will never go there again. And, uh, but for the grace of God, there go I. So the only reason I haven't is because of my total reliance and dependence upon God in this program. Mm. Amen. Me too. Me too. Okay. Next page, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism, recovered. I have that underlined. Yeah. (laughs) And right above that, uh, 
under Alcoholics Anonymous, it's I have written the first promise of hope, the story of, and then it goes on to go further. And this is where I have my diagram of the triangle in the circle and then each side and what the definition is for each one. But again, we'll go in order. Okay. I like that. Um, so do you want to talk about the triangle now or? Okay. Um, so what I have written is the symbol below, which is the, the triangle in the circle, was removed from the big book in the middle of 1994 because of copyright complications. The circle and triangle are also an ancient spiritual symbol, meaning mind, body, and spirit together as one. So the one of the service, one of the sides is uh, service. Um, so it's service slash spirit found in carrying the message. Set of twelve spiritual principles is the twelve concepts. Are you working with other alcoholics, taking them through the twelve steps? Then another side is uh, unity uh, slash body. It's found in the fellowship set of 12 spiritual principles is the 12 traditions. Do you have a group that you were committed to? And the last one is recovery slash mind found in the big book page XXV to page 164 set of 12 spiritual principles is the 12 steps. Have you committed to actively working the 12 steps? as outlined in the process, outlined in the AA big book. And then it says, if AA is the meetings, the 12 steps outlined in the big book and working with others and taking them through the steps, where are you at? Promise, if action is in this three oneness is taken, I can be whole. Nice, so if you're following along with your pen, uh, and your highlighter, I would definitely suggest that in that blank space under whatever edition you have, be it third, fourth, fifth, uh, if you, you know, like to drop 10 grand on a first edition original copy, maybe you have the first edition. Um, under that, put your triangle with your circle around it and write down the things um, that Julie has just spoken about. You can, uh, um, actually, we're going to end this in about 10 minutes, but you can pause here and uh, you can make some notes. So one of the things she said on the triangle, one side um, is recovery, uh, which also represents the mind, which represents the 12 steps. On the other side of the triangle, we have unity slash body slash 12 traditions. And on the bottom, I believe it's service, uh, the spirit and the 12 concepts. Um, I was also taught that um, our three legacies, those are our three legacies, of Alcoholics Anonymous, recovery, um, unity, and service. And that's like a three-legged stool. And hmm. so if you sit on a three-legged stool and you take out one of those legs, you're going to fall on your keister. So you need all three legs in hmm. order to have balance in your program. So you can't just focus on yourself. You can't just focus on the steps. You need the other two legs. Right. And this is a program. What we're taught is we need to give it away. So you have to have the service part. You have to have the unity, the traditions. Um, we often hear if you go to a business meeting, you'll always hear people say the 12 steps help us from killing ourselves and the 12 traditions help us from killing each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I really do believe that's true because it reminds us constantly. You know, I don't like business meetings 
but they're good for me. What? <laughs> they're so fun and not combative at all. No one's character defects come out at a business meeting. Everyone behaves beautifully. Kumbaya, hand-holding, well wishes, <laughs> covering each other in prayer. Yeah, everyone's all just there for the good of the group. Until the one meeting at your home group when people are yelling and throwing things. And then you have to go from sitting in rows to sitting in a circle because it's getting that bad. (laughs) True story. Dirty laundry. (laughs) True story. That's right. Was that Mm -hmm. when this fight happened or did that happen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that one. Oh, that means that happened at more than one group. That guy just keeps spreading his love mm-hmm. with, his fists. Joy. He's with his fists. <laughs> one group at a time. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe one day. Um, but yeah, it's a great place for us to go and learn from people like that too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and when I have been a person like that, it's a great way for me to learn and grow and change. Um, one of the things I had to learn and grow through was that um, it's not about what I want. You know, I might not Mm -hmm. like the way a certain group is being run and tough. (laughs) It's about us as a group and what do we want? And if nobody else sees that there's a problem, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe my thinking is the problem. Maybe my desire to have other people step in line with what I think is right is the problem. So I think it's a great, you know, it's a great, not always pleasant, but it is a great tool, the business meeting. Mm -hmm. Um. The other thing I have, interestingly enough, written in here are uh, the four agreements. Have you ever heard of the four agreements? I sure have, uh, Ruiz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that must have spoken to me in early recovery because I it was a reminder for me. Always do your best. Don't take anything personally because I still have to work on that today. Mm-hmm. Don't make assumptions and always be impeccable with your word. Mm, I love that last one. That one, um, I mean, all of them, but that one... Right now, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, about honesty. It's a great way to work on being honest as opposed to dishonest. It's a great way to work on um, not people-pleasing. Um, people-pleasing is a form of dishonesty because mm-hmm. we are usually trying to control a situation, manipulate others to get mm-hmm. what we want, to be liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, great. Um, I also have two reasons alcoholics relap- relapse. Um, one, we justify the drink. We say, well, if you oh, have yeah. my problems, you drink too. And the other one is we get to that point where um, we give up. We stop working. We don't want to try the work, do the work. So we say, just fuck it. Mm. And that's all I had on that first that page. Did you have anything right. else? Nope. Uh, next page is contents. And written at the top of that page, I have, this is a textbook meant to be done in order. This outlines where each step is found in the big book. So on preface, beside that highlighted, I have general information. The doctor's opinion, step one, Bill's story, physical craving slash body, doctor's opinion to page 23. Uh, Under chapter two, there is a solution. I have mental obsession slash mind, page 23 to 43. Chapter three, more about alcoholism. I have unmanageability slash spirit, page 44, 45, and 52. And then I start putting in under we agnostics, step two, how it works, steps three to four, into action, steps five to 11, 
uh, working with others. I have carrying the message, step 12, and then to wives. Oh, I love to wives. Practicing these principles in all our affairs. So that way, and I know I spoke fast, but you can pause and go back. Mm -hmm. Um, That way you literally look at your contents and know exactly where to find the steps and other helpful subtitles Mm. about where to find things. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything written next to um, a vision for you? No, but that, you know, that is just arguably my favorite chapter in the book. Mm. Cool. Now I didn't have any of those notes in mind, so I'm glad you had those. So I was booked. I was, what else do you call it? Mucked. Mucked. Yeah. Yeah. This is That's what why I, I have to like... sort through a lot of this stuff to see what's relevant because there's so much. Like I'm obviously not going to, if I already had uh, read all my notes, we'd be 25 minutes more. <laughs> this is great though. I feel like I'm getting mucked. Um, my wife was mucked too. I said mucked. I was just going to say, <laughs> you replace one of the letters for what happens in your former life. And now it's called mucked. Mucked. Yes. All right. Um, I think we're going to run out of time. Great. That's good because then we're on to the preface. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know. Are we going to read the preface? Some big book studies read literally every word line for line. I do. Okay. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's important. So let's do that. So all right. Part two, chapter two of Julie and Lisa's big book study. We will be going through the preface. We hope you join us. Thanks for joining us this time around on another edition of Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Au revoir. Mes amis.